0: From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR.
1: Stink, stank, stunk. That's what St. Peter fans were saying about that game on Friday night, <laughs> Mister Souter. You were uh, you were broadcasting the game for TSN. What do you think?
0: Yeah, It uh, wasn't pretty. It wasn't it wasn't pretty. There was obviously the the major storyline from the Saskatchewan point of view was Deron Carter playing mm-hmm. defense and we thought at the time possibly both ways which hasn't happened since the 70s. And, of course, the tweets and the back and forth between he and Mitchell, but when you just break down the game, uh, I guess I would you know my assessment would be that the conditions made it very difficult for both quarterbacks well, all four quarterbacks, because all four played um it made it difficult to throw the football and uh i I guess the biggest surprise for me from the Calgary perspective was their lack of composure. This is just it's such a well coached team and they just haven't got the ur penalties they haven't got the penalties after the whistle the discipline issues that other teams have gone through calgary's just never they've always been above that stuff and it kind of unraveled on them and that that's what surprised me more than anything that they couldn't rein that in when it started to happen because it was in the first half right. and um but but beyond that you know it proves that i think of the playoff teams anyone has a shot here mm-hmm. it's it's an open race and that doesn't mean that calgary isn't the best team in the league still because they are
1: well i i agree with you and, and i think if you're a calgary Stampeder fan i think the team that probably scares you the most is the saskatchewan rough Riders. and it pains me to say this but i'll give chris jones all the credit in the world because his defense has figured out calgary's offense and bowley by mitchell that's now eight straight quarters the stampeters haven't scored an offensive touchdown
0: yeah, and you know, I, but Bo's numbers have not been off the charts this year, and the offense has been good, not great this year. And uh, I think partly due to that penal or the um, the injury uh, with Bo that mm-hmm. is is bothering him. I think just and this is not because he told me this, but just from the outside looking in, I think it's bothering him way more than they're, than they're talking about. I think they're keeping this under wraps. So they're not trying to make it an excuse or a big deal, which is the right way to go. But uh, I, I think it's bothering him more than than uh, he's letting on. Um, but this team is one with dominant defense, great special teams, and opportunistic offense. When when Roy Finch got a big return, they'd finish with a major. When the game was in the balance, they drive the field and put together. You know, they might have three good drives in an entire game, Jock, as you know, watching and and. And there will be the three key moments in the game that they need those drives, and they've been making them, and they just didn't do them uh, the other night. Uh, you know, Saskatchewan got, a, got the jump. They got better special teams play. And then the composure kind of got away from uh, the Stampeders, which was unusual.
1: Interesting you bring up Bo Levi-Mitchell, because uh, this is one of the topics I wanted to get to tonight. Here's Bo Levi-Mitchell earlier today talking about his, what he calls, minor Arm ailment.
0: I think the past couple of years I've felt worse at this time of the year, um, and that's been different ailments. Uh, I think this year it's just a little bit tougher because of the specific limb uh, that's you know not feeling amazing. So understanding how to throw throw the ball different sometimes from different angles to to make sure you can uh, you know make it all the way through the
1: game. That specific limb. I think we all know what he's talking about, Glenn.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you, you know I. It, it, The thing is that he he can have that game. I mean, you know, this is this is the question I have, Jock, and and I'm sure you've debated this as well. Is do they rest him now? Mm -hmm. And you know, every year this comes up with the Calgary Stampeders, which is a good problem to have because it means they're in first place and it's locked up by week 15 or 16. And it seems like every year we're talking about this in Calgary, which is a good thing, but. I think this year it is very, very important. Now the question is, and only the doctors and Bo can answer this question. But the question is, if he plays, is it fatiguing? It is it make is it is it going to improve his arm strength or his accuracy if he rests it, or just playing through? Is it going to be the same whether he rests it or doesn't rest it? Because right. you know I think he wants to get in there and play. I mean, the, Devaris Daniels coming back, Kamar Jordan you know, recently coming back last couple of games, they need some time, I think. You know, and I, I think Dave would probably, Dave Dickinson would probably tell you that, you know, I, I'd like to see those guys continue to play, start games, play, maybe not play the whole game, but um, start in the last two uh, games of the season and and become a little sharper than they are right now.
1: Here's the answer to your question. Bo Levi Mitchell was asked today, uh, you know, would rest help? Hey, yeah, I would, but he doesn't want it.
0: Rest will always help. It'll help everything in my body. Um, you know, I just, I don't feel like it's enough help to re- reward me to sit down. And I just, I, I, I'd rather play. I'd rather push through this pain um, and, and play for my guys.
1: So that's what the quarterback said earlier today.
0: They'll always say that. <laughs> <laughs> Every single player is going to say, hey, I, I remember having meetings with my off or defensive coordinator and we'd sit in there and he'd say, Hey, we're going to, you're getting up there in age. We're going to take you off some special teams. And I would (laughs) beg him not to, Um, you know, I players, players say this and they want to go, especially the leaders and the good leaders and both Bo Levi Mitchell is one of the great leaders. And he, you know, he knows that the whole team is watching him. So this is going to have to be Dave Dickinson's decision, but, It was interesting that clip you played because he mentioned the word pain to play through the pain. So that, again, tells you that's a little sign that, and maybe a slip, that he is playing through more pain than he's letting on. And that rest would help. And I think those two statements alone, I think Dave Dickinson really needs to consider in a a big, big way. And if that rest would help, I'd rather have – Let's say he's at 70% right now. I'd rather have an 80% bow in the playoffs than a 70% that's playing through the paint.
1: I I don't disagree with you. And the fact that the Stampeders, you know, did clinch first place through the back door, mind you, but they did clinch first place. You've got that luxury. And if this quarterback doesn't play the final two games of the regular season, I, I, Hey, he's, he's a pro and and he may be rusty. Come the Western final, maybe the first quarter, but he, it's like riding a bike. He's not going to just become a bad quarterback all of a sudden. So I, I think that's very interesting. Hey, did you hear Dave Dickinson last night in this program? Yes, I did. Uh, d- did you like the call from Dale? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well, and d- I, and just to ju- reset, here, here, here's a portion yeah. of the call from Dale last night.
0: Yeah. big thing is the team sucks. Droll messing, uh, he, he can run his way through a wet
1: paper bag in a, at a Dale. Whatever. Dale, really? Come on. Really? They're, th- they're 13, Honestly, 2 and one the team stink. <laughs> okay, so that was. And then here, here was Dave Dickinson's reaction to that uh, that call last night.
0: And if you think we stink, how bad are the other teams in the league? And what we have to understand is, these are professional football players on the other side. I see it in hockey as well. You don't have your A game every game. You're working hard. Doesn't mean you're going to have efficiency and produce. We didn't. Uh, we have to own up to that. And let's move on. Move forward. though, And uh, the negativity to me has no place uh, in my office or with my team. And I
1: just won't pay attention to it. I, I love that response from yeah, Dave. Great, no, it was great. And you know, and also
0: to admit on earlier in the show uh, last night that he was concerned as well with the composure issue mm-hmm. and the UR penalties. I think he said that there were five. I didn't remember that many, but there could have been. And and that is a full season for a team like the Calgary Stampeders. Yeah, the you know the negativity the. Was there some chinks in the armor that I think other teams might look at for sure, and that's where you know the next two weeks uh Dave Dickinson can start to close some of those loopholes and gaps self scout and take a look at where were the issues and and work on them but th- this is one game this is a thirteen win team i mean that that's that's one game uh you know i in in a pouring rain. Yeah, you know, no, no, I, I wouldn't be getting all negative uh, based on one game.
1: No, we sometimes get a little bit spoiled. Here's a story that uh, that, that we're sort of working on here in Calgary, uh, Twitter sort of blowing up a little bit, because uh, Devon Claybrooks apparently is in the running for the head coaching job in Montreal. Here's what uh, the defensive coordinator for the Calgary Stampede said about that earlier today.
0: Uh, I mean, it's good, I guess, to be recognized as a potential head coach prospect and that type of thing, but... At the same time, we got a task at hand here, and we'll focus on
1: Edmonton. That's our next 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 opponent, and you're focused on this season. You don't put the cart before the horse. So, so the right thing for Devon to say, and, and, and hey, I, I think Devon Claybrooks will be a head coach in the Canadian Football League, but I think you have to be very careful what environment you're going to go into with your first head coaching job. And boy, I, I'm not sure many coaches would want to go into that Montreal situation right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think you've got to look very long and hard and there's going to possibly be more than one head coaching job available mm-hmm. in the off season. I mean, who knows what happens in BC and new ownership and possibly a head coaching change there or here. Um same in Montreal and and Hamilton hasn't locked down June Jones for an extension yet. So, you know, there's going to be maybe some Paul Lapelice Devon Claybrooks are, are two candidates that I think will probably be, be interviewed for all those jobs if if they get permission. Um, you know, and what's what's interesting to me with Claybrooks is not just what he's done with this defense and, you know, how he is it just – I think it's still the best defense in the league by a long shot. And um, But I, I love his experience. I mean, this is a guy that worked with uh, Parcells, with John Gruden, with Tony Dungy. Um, you know, with Stubler and Chris Jones and and Mark Tressman, of course, and of course Huff and Dave, and uh, uh, you know, that kind of sort of head coaching background experience that he's worked with those guys, it makes it really intriguing as the next sort of candidate that that could take a head coaching job.
1: Uh, did you hear the Rod Peterson call of the Duron Carter uh, interception?
0: I didn't hear the call but I heard you guys in the post game which I always do.
1: Okay, well here, here I'll, I'll play for. You. Here's okay. here's Rod Peterson the 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 pick six by DeRon Carter.
0: And DeRon
1: Carter picks him off. There he
0: goes. Oh, he's going to take this to the house. 20. This is unbelievable. 15 10. Unreal. Touchdown. Believe I shut your mouth. <laughs> oh.
1: Are you, I, I was thinking, Greg. You, <laughs> oh, this, oh, yeah, yeah. Rod, Rod Peterson, C. K. R. Rod Peterson from Saskatchewan. <laughs> okay, I got it. Yeah, no, I didn't hear that.
0: But are are you surprised by that?
1: <laughs> no, I'm not surprised at all by that. He was my sports geek of the day last night. So, uh, uh, yeah. uh, Shut your. Mu- anyway, hey, you know, scoreboard to Deron Carter. I'll give him all the credit in the world. He uh, he played well, and oh. and he's a talented player. I wouldn't have him on my team, but he's a talented player.
0: Yeah, he he is a talented player, and and there was a good debate today on Saskatchewan radio as to whether or not he should be the MOP candidate out of that out of that team. And uh, if you look at his last two games and what's kind of happened and the sort of the history he's making with a 231-yard receiving game two weeks ago and then la- last week, this past weekend playing corner and playing well, he graded out at 89%, which is I guess top for DBs for Saskatchewan this year. Um, and he did make a big tackle on Jerome Messam in the backfield, mm-hmm. which that was probably m- more surprising to me than than anything else he did. But I did hear Greg Peterson. I thought you were going to run in that clip of oh. Greg saying, "You know, the pick was kind of a gimme." <laughs> <laughs> two clips back to back and know exactly
1: which team you got that's that's very true he's our cfl insider we've got so much to talk about so little time on a tuesday night if you have a question for glenn phone lines are open 403-974-8255 more with our cfl insider glenn Suter from tsn when we come back